Welcome to episode 105 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name is Trent. I'm joined by Jason. And this week we've got Jason Todd and Trista Mabry. Yes, it's a, this is a good one. Yeah, this is going to be pretty cool. We got, if you know the name Jason Todd, it's probably because you're a fan of Shinedown. Yes. He was a founding member of that band and in it for the first couple albums. So this is really cool. Trista Mabry is from the band Bang Bang and Reverse Cowgirls. Which, by the way, is one of the best band names I've ever heard in my life. I think, you know, that might be the best band name I've ever heard in my life. You think it's number one all time? That's up there. That's that's pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got the two of them together when they were performing acoustic at the Shrine here in Tulsa. Went out there and talked to them and saw that show. And I'm going to have that here for you in a bit. Also play some music from Jason's new band, Vanilla Women, which is... A great hard rock band. Yeah, you guys got to hear this stuff. Yeah. So before we get to that, I'm sorry that your Cowboys lost in the playoffs. Oh, my God. I don't know how I'm going to get through. I don't know how I'm going to make it through right. now. <laughs> my my favorite team in the whole wide world of anything right. lost. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, I fucking hate the Cowboys. Sorry to all you Cowboys fans out there. I know there's a lot of you, but I'm a Giants fan. Get over it. Right. So you were obviously going for the Packers. I'm on the same in the same uh, line. Basically, yes. I was going for the the Steelers because I hate the Chiefs with a passion. So yeah, basically, exactly. That was like, you know, since the Broncos weren't in the playoffs, the Chiefs losing in the playoffs is the equivalent of winning the Super Bowl this year. So. <laughs> Next best thing, huh? Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, I watched. You know, that Green Bay Dallas game was amazing. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a great game. Yeah, I saw the last last half of it. But anyway, I guess this is a music podcast, yeah, not yeah, a sports podcast. I, yeah, so. I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> right. Well, wanted to bring this up. It's a little heavier than the subject matter here, but the new Sepultura song. Yeah. There's a couple new ones out that they have streaming from their album that I think comes out next month. Okay. Um, and this new song's called Machine Messiah. Yeah. And the other new song that I heard last week was pretty cool, but this one just like, it's totally different. Yeah. You know, not totally different, but it's not, you know, when you start listening to it, you're not thinking Sepultura. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, that first time you heard Overlord from the new Lamb of God album, you know, where <laughs> like, you know, it's got that slower build and Randy's singing clean. And I know Derek Green has sang before, but you still have that that kind of feel and it's like the guitar work and everything it like reminds me of like almost Alice in Chains at one point and then like there's stuff that has like a like testament vibe to it yeah and yeah. It, it's yeah. just non really non Andreas Kisser to me it's like it's just kind of cool how they this song's kind of branched out and then he starts singing heavy towards the end and all that but yeah it's it's pretty brooding it's pretty ominous yeah you know and it and it and, it, and it's that way for almost like half the song until it really kicks in and, and Derek Green starts screaming, which I really love his voice when he starts screaming and stuff. Uh, you know, say what you will about, you know, post Max Sepultura. Uh, but that band's always had some great moments and Derek Green has got an insane voice. Uh, so I can't wait to hear more of this album. It was a pretty, pretty strong track, pretty, but pretty different at the same time. Yeah. So many people like blow it off and just knock on it because. Yeah. You know, Max and Igor aren't there, but 
like you said, he's got a great voice, and it's it's like one of those things with these other bands that you know have different members. It's like, hey, they're still doing it. Yeah, yeah, and Why they're doing they? it at a at a high level because Derek yeah. Green's great. And yeah. yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I've never had the opportunity to see them live. I saw Sepultura with Max back in the nineties, mm-hmm. but and Soulfly several times, but I've never got seen with Derek Green, and they're doing this tour starting in like March or April. That's uh, what is it? Testament headline tour, yeah. right? With Prong and Sepultura, which is an amazing triple bill. Well, we'll have to go to that, you think? Yeah. <laughs> it's coming to Dallas is the closest it's getting us. So yeah. At the Gas Monkey. So I'm pretty sure we'll get down there and check that out. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'd love to. That's too good to pass up, I think. Yeah. And, you know, if you haven't, go, go check, kind of, you know, open your mind a little bit. Go check out some Derek Green Sepultura, you know. I know that. One record they did a while back, uh, Alex or Alex or however you pronounce it. Oh, yeah. I really got into that one for quite a while. So, uh, and, and also just random notes since we're talking about Sepultura. Uh, if you have a chance, go to YouTube and, um, and search their, uh, their uh, Rock and Rio USA performance, uh, that they did a couple years ago. Oh, Steve yeah. Vai came out. Yeah. And they did, Steve I did Roots with them. Uh, they did Bad Horsey. I mean, it was just a cool, because you'd never expect that in a million years. Yeah, it doesn't even sound like it makes sense at all. Yeah, and, yeah I know. And it totally, it totally just, it killed. It was great. Um, and it's just so cool to see, you know, two different, two different worlds just smiling and having fun and everyone's getting into it. So just kind of a side note, go YouTube that when you have a chance. It's, it's pretty cool to watch. Yeah. And now they've got more albums with Derek Green than they had with Max. That's right. That's I mean, how long this has been they, going on. Something to be said for that, too, maybe. Yeah. Well, and as far as I know, Max and Igor are still doing this Roots thing. I saw they're doing some more festivals or in yeah. Europe with it now, but, you know, maybe they'll do KSAD next. Yeah. I don't know. You never know. <laughs> do you think you think it'll happen one day? What, the original? You mean yeah. them getting back together? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume, figure like, everybody within, does, eventually it's got to happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's been, well, 20 years now, and that's a long time, but I still assume that at some point they'll put it aside to do a big show or a few shows, and then it'll yeah. turn into something or not. I mean, yeah. like, you know, docking, that's a totally different area of rock, but I mean, docking, you know, went 20, what? 27 years or something. Yeah, something crazy. Without George Lynn. Well, no, I think they had played one show or something in between there. But yeah. anyway, you know, this forever, and everybody knows how much they don't like each other. So, there you go. Well, you know. And obviously, actual slash. slash. Yeah, see, if Guns N' Roses <laughs> did it, anyone can do it. Right. Everyone, everyone's fucking did it, I think, except for, like, Skid Row and Sepultura. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's, you know, just, I'm not thinking about it now, but. Just because we're just now getting into it, but I mean, you know. And did did you see that Skid Row? By the way, they brought that guy on full time, and yeah, so they're going to do an album with whatever his name is, ZP or whatever. Yeah, I I don't know, man. They they just need to work it out and get Sebastian. I'm just <laughs> I'm just telling you. Hey, they're sticking to their guns, man. Yeah, I mean, well, and that's that's great. And there's nothing wrong. You can't go wrong when you stick to your guns. But I just God, it's got to happen eventually. Yeah. One day. Yeah, I always, that's another one I just assume at some point will happen. It just yes. makes too much sense to not, you know, not to happen. 
We got anything else we want to talk about before we get into this Vanilla Women? No, no. All right, Vanilla Women is Jason Todd's new project. They've got four songs out so far. Hard Rock. This is, is unless I'm mistaken, I think this is his first band. He's kind of started since Shinedown because after Shinedown, he was in, you know, Fuel for a bit. Yeah. He's been a part of Maylene and, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster for a few years. And, you know, I mean, I know he's played with other people, but I think this is his first original band that he yeah. you know, started. And anyway, before we talk more about that, let's just get into this. This song is called Burn the Bridge.
Bridge from Vanilla Women. You can find that on YouTube. You can buy that on iTunes. You can find it on Spotify. Get on there and check that out. They've got three other songs. The other three are a little, a little faster than that one, but this one's just a great, you know, mid-tempo rock song. And I just, I love, you know me, my favorite band in the world is Guns N' Roses, and this has kind of got a lot of Guns N' Roses vibe to it to me. Not just, you know, the vocals do at times, and then his solo towards the end especially just reminds me a lot of slash and those kind of you know i don't know what song to compare it to but those yeah. songs where it's that the mid-tempo rocker or whatever you want to call it <laughs> you know the groove laden rocker <laughs> there you go jerry miller style god damn it jerry miller <laughs> <laughs> anyways it, I, it, interesting you talked about the vocals because i kind of got that kind of guns and roses kind of vibe too yeah um and, but it's, I didn't really get it on the other songs as much. Yeah. But anyway. And, and, and Jason Todd's solos, is his tone is just crazy. I mean, that's where, that's why, I mean, he's just got that, it's just tone city, kind of like, <laughs> kind of like Slash, you know? Um, and it's, it's like, it's Southern, but it's dark. Uh, it's just a great track. And, you know, I like how it, you know, it gets on up at the end and yeah. starts jamming. Uh, it's just a. All four of these songs are badass. Yeah, uh, the vocalist on is a, in. I believe it's called Heart Shaped Box. It's a national. Oh yeah. Um, national touring Nirvana nice. tribute band. So you can also kind of you know once you know that you can kind of hear that. Yeah. Influence in there a little as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I said, all four of these songs. Check them out. It's funny, you know. You mentioned tone because I was going to bring that up. That like. You know, I've obviously mentioned in this interview how much I love the first Shinedown album. Yeah. And when that came out, you know, I mean, I've liked a lot of bands, you know, that were considered radio hard rock. And, you know, Shinedown fits right in that mold. But they completely separated themselves from all those other bands to me because, you know, one, because of Brent Smith's vocals. And then two, because of Jason Todd's guitar. Because yeah. all those songs on that first album, I mean, that's complete definition of all killer no filler yeah like every single track and you can you know it's got the clean guitar you know the heavy guitar but all his stuff just had a, something distinctive to it to where you know not knocking anyone later zach myers or whoever mm -hmm. is in shine down now it just it's way more polished and doesn't have that you know kind of rawness and that yeah you know, there's just something, something about it that stands out. Yeah. Well, and, and, uh, you, you got to meet this guy a long time ago, didn't you? Right. Yeah. Like way back, way back. Well, it was on, it's, I remember the actual day was the day that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, when <clears throat> us versus them, <clears throat> the second album was released. It was when I just remember that was the release day because the show was, Three Doors Down with Alter Bridge and Shine Down opening up. <laughs> and I actually won a contest on KMOD. Yes, from as, from as Lynn, you do. Yeah, from Lynn Hernandez to, uh, it was actually to go to the Shine Down sound check. Yeah. And then meet him. And I think that was the gist of it. But something happened where one of those things with sound check, sound check was messed up and they ended up not doing it at that yeah. show. And so Lynn, you know, got me and my ex-wife at the time, took us and said, you know, in place of it, I'm going to take you on 
their tour bus because I'm going to do an interview, you know, for the radio and you can hang out while we're doing that and all that, you know, and we did that and all four of them were cool. And, well, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And then another thing about that show that I've talked about many times was I walked out of three doors down like four or five songs into them. Yeah. Because, and you know, I don't walk out of stuff unless I'm like, man, this is horrible. And that's rarely ever happens. Yeah. And it wasn't horrible. It was just mind numbingly boring after watching Shine Down and Alter Bridge. Yeah, no shit. Because these were two bands. This was Shine Down on their second album, Alter Bridge on their first album. Yeah. And both of them were just like full of energy all over the place, you know, and those two vocalists and those two guitarists, you know, just like everything about it yeah. was you know, hard rock heaven, so yeah. to speak. And then <laughs> Three Doors Down gets up there and they're just like staring at the shoes, going through the motions, you know, and it's like listening to the CD, but just like staring at the wall. You know? It's, yeah, that's that's crazy. And where, and where was that at? Convention Center. That's fucking crazy. Can you imagine Three Doors Down were ever big enough to play the Convention Center? Right. <laughs> well, they're playing Trump's inauguration now, but that's a whole different fucking story. Wow. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, you didn't hear about that? No. Toby Keith and Three Doors Down. Nice. America. <laughs> yeah. Bud Light and NASCAR. Right. Well. We, we got off on the thing right. there. Sorry. Right. <clears throat> well, after we talked to Jason and Trista... They played the Shrine acoustic set, but as Jason mentioned in this interview, you know, it's not entirely acoustic because he's just got one acoustic guitar, but he's got a pedal board. Yeah. And there were several songs, a few songs there were on a solo, you know, he just, he ripped it and he was welling and it sounded like you're listening to, you know, a guy plugged in on a, in a stadium with a Strat, you know, and it was That's just great. It was just phenomenal sounding and she's got an amazing voice and she's a great guitar player as well and you know so it was just really cool to see you know they played everything from their Tristan the Sweats EP and then they played a couple covers they played Can't Find My Way Home a Neil Young song I can't wasn't really sure which one it was because I'm not diehard Neil Young yeah. yeah anyway um so that was great to see Forrest Friends from Crooked X was one of the openers and you know I hadn't seen Obviously, like most people, haven't seen anything since Crooked X split up, but saw them live a few times, and this was just him. Obviously, it was an acoustic show, so he was opening up acoustic, mm -hmm. just him and a guitar, and he played a bunch of original songs, and they were all phenomenal. Yeah, you know, really? He's a, okay. he's a great songwriter, just like, you know, that Crooked X album was great straight through. You know, yeah. this laid-back acoustic stuff was all extremely well-written. His voice is great. Guitar playing is great. So really look forward to hearing if he's, you know, going to have this stuff recorded or what's he, what he plans to do with that. But, so, yeah, great show. Very cool to see it. and Glad we got them on here. And the, the cool thing about this interview was, what, everything from, you know, widespread panic to death metal to blind melon to yeah. whatever, you know, came it, up. And, that, and that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, I was going to mention that is, you know, we, um, and, and I, there's so much to talk about. I wanted to go back and, you know, ask him more about death metal. Cause I just, I just find that interesting, you know, they're in, you know, he's so varied and he's got so many different things going on. Um, you know, we talked about fucking Jerry Garcia and Blackstone Cherry and, you know, I mean, it was just, uh, <clears throat> it, it's pretty cool to see somebody that's, that's got 
that much of a, a, a reach, yeah. you know, and can stretch that far. It's cool. Yeah, doing shows with Delacoma. Yeah, yep. Talking about her bluegrass background. Yeah, that's that's right. Mailing and the Sons of Disaster. Yeah, yeah, we, 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 we touched on it all. Yeah. Well, rather than us talking about it, let's just listen to it. This is, you know, I will point out this was recorded at the Shrine, and as we've had a few other interviews there, there's, you know, not really room to go into, so there's background noise and music playing, so hopefully you can hear everything well. But anyway, let's get into this right now. Jason Todd and Trista Mabry. dating you know for what three or four years we did an album we did an album in nashville together three years ago three years ago yeah it's all three years ago probably now yeah so we met through nashville yeah so was that it's under your guy's name yeah it's under uh tristan the sweats actually yeah so do you guys do a lot of those songs because i I looked up stuff on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do pretty much all the songs except for one, I believe. Yeah, the ghost. Yeah, and then there's a yeah, there's an EP or a song, a single that she did called Ghost. That's actually on iTunes and Spotify and all that. So we play that one as well. The coverage you guys choose? Do you kind of let her decide that since she's singing, or? Oh, we kind of come up come up with them together, but. uh yeah, we do like, you know, some Fleetwood Mac stuff and Neil Young. Like you said, a lot of 70s classic type rock. stuff, classic rock. Yeah, <laughs> stuff that we like. <laughs> Is that where you kind of come from, your background? Well, my background actually is more bluegrass. I'm from Eastern Kentucky. So my family, you know, they all, my, my grandfather, my great uncles, and all those people, my aunts, my mom, um, um, just everybody plays bluegrass, but um, I wouldn't say that I'm a bluegrass artist. But the stuff that I enjoy is all the classic rock stuff, you know. So I just have that bluegrass influence, I guess. I bloodline, bloodline. You guys change your set list up every night, or do you? Yeah, yeah. We kind of just uh, we kind of just get a basic idea of what songs we want to play, and then when we get up there, it kind of just flows into whatever it goes into. So we don't really have a set set list, <laughs> so to say, you know. Are you guys planning to do more yeah. original stuff? Well, yeah, we're uh, we have a couple weeks off coming up at the end of January, beginning of February, and uh, then I think we go out for most of February and March. We're trying to plan on maybe going back in the studio either on those two weeks off or when we get back in March, maybe around March and April, and start recording some new material. Yeah. Yeah, we're super excited. We want to get new material. So. Yeah. We've been We've playing been this stuff for a little bit. these songs for a while, and, which they're great. They're, we have fun doing it, but I just well, feel really inspired right now. It's only been about four months, four or five months we've been on the road, yeah. you know. I, I told her, I was like, from what I've seen, if you know, you can give yourself six months, and if there's not really a response after that, you know, 
it's kind of like telling you it might not go anywhere. So, but this is the first time we've gotten this far out west. I mean, we we started in Florida, so we've hit we've hit some of the Florida and South Carolina, North Carolina markets. You know, probably like three or four times now. So it's it's definitely doing well there. So I'm trying to venture more out, you know, outside of Tennessee. You know, so we'll see how it goes. It's been going great though. You know, so. So, you know, it's only been four months, and uh, everywhere we go, once it's back, so that's a good thing, you know? Yeah. Was it hard to find time to fit in the writing and stuff whenever you've got, I know you've got a couple bands, you've got, you know, yeah, and... it is hard, because I know that you, you want to try to make time for Vanilla Women right now, because yeah. you guys are wanting to start getting busy, and Bang Bang is picking up my girl band in Nashville, but, um... We love doing this too, so definitely want to make time for that. It's really just a matter of getting in, getting into the studio. You know, things come pretty quick once you're in there. You know, working. So at least that's the way we've always kind of looked at it. You know, so I think once I think once we get in there, we'll be fine. It's just a matter of getting in there. Yeah. How do, you, how do you manage juggling? You know, you got a band, she's got a couple bands, all this stuff. Well, with the vanilla women stuff, like we just. Uh, it was just meant to have fun, you know? It's like a couple guys, we're all from Jacksonville. You know, my buddy Zach plays guitar in Mofro now. And then Damon, he has a studio and he has all kinds of TV and uh, movie stuff that he does uh, as his main job. And then Adam has a, a Nirvana tribute band that he does that keeps him real busy. So, uh, you know, we, uh, we're just kind of doing that for fun. We actually haven't even played a show yet. So we're wow. thinking about maybe trying to do that this year because everybody's been asking for it. But, but the uh, songs are so good. It's yeah. like magic. I've been in the studio with them every time that they've got a song. And the four or five of them go in there. And within four hours, they come out with, like, this fucking magical song. It's just, <laughs> it's, like, pure magic. Yeah, the uh, so chemistry is really crazy. I haven't had that experience with anybody. We just literally, like she said, we walk in there with nothing, not a riff, nothing. not an idea or nothing. Five hours later, we have a complete, complete song, song. mix, mastered, everything. So you just know. go in the studio cold. Totally. That's great. I know. It's, well, it's, it's like the old school. There, it's yeah. the old school way, you know, yeah. and like yeah. Zeppelin, Sabbath, and all those guys, they didn't spend months recording, you know, they just they just went in there and did it, and whatever it was, it was. Because then, you know, you start thinking about it too much, you know, two months later, you might put a flugel horn on something, you know, because you, you just, you listen to it too much, you know? Yeah, well, and, you know, the way you're talking about, you really captured something. Yeah, we do, you capture that moment when you're in there, you know, it's, uh, and, like, if we were 18, we would already be in the van, you know, doing it, but, you know, everybody's a little older now, and they, you know, people have kids, and, uh, you know, their lives, so it's, it's a lot harder right now, you know, plus I live in Nashville, and, but, uh, like I said, we're going to set aside some time, I think, in April and March and try to do that. last week, I guess, in Jacksonville. Yeah. And um, they were saying 2017 is the year that Vanilla Women is going to get some shows Because <laughs> there's so many cheerleaders pushing it. Like, so many people are, like, wanting this to happen. So. Yeah. And she has Bang Bang, which is an all-girl band in, in Nashville, which is really good. And, uh, Super fun. Yeah, so... You know, we just, we try to stay, you know, we just try to stay busy doing, uh, just playing music, you know. So. I know you got those four songs out, or did you do them each at separate times? Yeah, yeah, they were all separate days, you know, like we'd walk in and, uh, we, like I said, we wouldn't have an idea, and next thing you know, we have a song five hours later, completely done, so, yeah, that was uh, four songs in four different days over a couple weeks, you know. So was it all, uh just an up and there thing on if you guys end up doing a full length or doing more just singles like that or yeah we don't know uh 
You know, there, there aren't any real plans right now. We're trying to, our buddy uh, Danny Wimmer runs all the festivals now in America. He does Rock on the Range and, you know, every one of those. Danny runs it and he's from Jacksonville. So we're trying to do a thing where if we can get lucky, maybe just jump on like that festival circuit that he does, you know, and then play some shows in between those because, you know, there's Louder Than Life, Rocklahoma, Rockville, and Jacksonville. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. It's just be perfect for all that. That'd be yeah. Great. Yeah. That's what it is. It's just, you know, Big dumb American rock and roll, you know. <laughs> you know? You can't go wrong. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's always a crowd for that, and it's what we all love doing. So it comes out natural, you know. So. I know you've got quite a very stuff you do with Noah Women, with her, with Brett Myers, yep. with uh, Mayland and Sons of Disaster. It's yep. Tons of different genres. So is that something that just keeps music fresh for you? Or? Yeah, I've always been a, a person that. Uh, you know, it's weird because I just, I love everything, you know, from like jam music to some classical and an old country and, you know, metal. I just, uh, I don't like try to segregate everything, you know, it's like I found out a lot of the metal kids hate jam band music and the jam band kids certainly will not listen to metal, but it's all the same, you know, it's like there's good and bad and everything. So and I, I don't know, I'm a weird floater, I guess. I, I just, no. I'm. I enjoy it all, you know. Just, it's cool though you can float to all that different stuff though. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. Well I played death metal from, you know, eighth grade <laughs> until probably I was like until I got in Shine Down, you yeah. know, at probably age twenty three. You know, but I always loved, you know, Blind Melon and, and you know, the Southern Rock stuff and so uh, I definitely have, you know, everybody thought it was weird that I got in Maylene, but I'm like, I've been listening to that yeah. that shit my whole life, you know. It's just part of me, yeah. you know. But I also love the jam scene, you know. It's we listen to Fish when we're driving on the road. <laughs> yeah, we saw Fish Live. That's, that keeps us going. <laughs> yeah, for a Christmas present, I took her two nights to uh, Widespread Panic, you know. <laughs> all my buddies and, and it's are hilarious fans, just to you know? see. I call them termites, you know, because everybody's wearing brown, you know. <laughs> it's like in rock and roll, you know, in metal, everybody's in black. So it's just, it's funny, you know, when you're, when you're able to look on the outside. Really, you know? it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah man, that people that. can't open up and realize. Well, it's just all the shirts in their closet are brown. brown. Exactly. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. And it's funny, I don't own any brown stuff. So everything I have is black. So I stand out there. But the funny thing about Grateful Dead, it's like, like, Everybody thinks it's tie-dye and stuff, but you find me one picture where Jerry Garcia is not wearing yeah. a piece of black clothing, and I'll kiss your ass. Like, everything, he, like, their grand Buddha wears all black. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, it's just funny, man. It's, people are funny. I haven't seen anyone wear a tie-dye shirt in forever. Yeah, yeah. I wear a tie-dye. Sometimes. I'm in multicolor fur. There you go. Yeah, yeah as a metal guy, I kind of shied away from that stuff forever but a couple of my friends convinced me to go to see fish in denver a few years ago yeah it blew my mind man i'm telling you me too that happened in my early 20s i went and saw fish and uh, i had just never experienced anything like that you know it's crazy that there's 18,000 people in the venue and then there's another 18,000 people outside the venue yeah i mean that's just insane those people you know they travel like that around for bands i can't think of any rock bands that do that maybe tool on a, on a very low side of it yeah. You know, as far as the, like the crowd following from show to show, right? That's just insane to me because being a you know a lover of music so much, I just I fell in love with it. It's the idea that you could love someone that much that you would take off the summer and go follow them. I mean, it's not for me; I couldn't do that. But no, but I mean, either. God bless them; they love it that much, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love "Leave a Whisper." Yep, that's uh, one of my favorite albums the last fifteen years, and I just. 
there's several songs on there that would be even better if they had a kick-ass Jason Todd solo on it. <laughs> so was that like a sign of the times? or was Totally. That just... No, it was absolutely sign of the times, uh, which was weird coming from Jacksonville, Florida. Like, we soloed too much, you know? We put solos on everything with harmonies and everything. So walking into Shinedown, it actually made me like, not as great as a guitar player because, you know, there was 12 songs on the record and uh, when we first recorded it, it had no solos on it. So we ended up going back and doing six, four songs and yeah, four to, I think it was four to six, four of them made it in Atlanta and they let us put two solos on that. So if we wouldn't have gone to Atlanta, we would have got no solos because like you said, it was a sign of the time. It was Lincoln Park. It was uh, that whole garage scene with like the strokes and the killers and all that shit, you know, and there was, yeah, all that. And there was no solos. So the record company was just... Like, it, you just couldn't do a solo, and I was... It made me a better songwriter, but as far as a guitar player, it was just it's so weird to not be able to play guitar. And I was trying to tell the producers that. I'm like, this is going to... You know, it's going to date us by saying that we can't do solos, you know? Because then that's, like you said, it's part of the time, you know, instead of doing what we wanted, you know? But uh, it was more of a singing thing, so Brent would just sing the bridges versus playing solos on the bridges. So, yeah, it was definitely... Uh, not by choice, you know. <laughs> but then the second album came out, and we put solos all over the damn thing. So. <laughs> was that just because, well, you had success? So exactly, exactly. If we wouldn't have had any success, we probably wouldn't have been, because solos still weren't cool then, you yeah. know, either. So, But we pretty much got to do what we wanted to on that one. Have a little more say-so. Yeah, yeah, thank God. <laughs> it's just weird, you know. It's like, I'm not, and plus, like I said, I, I, uh, I don't have to have a solo on every song. I'm not saying that, but it, it is fun if the song calls for it but uh we just uh didn't have any opportunities to play it on there <laughs> it's very strange very strange but it's a great record i'm super proud of it you know i think it sounds sounds really good you know we spent a lot of time on it and uh got to do it on tape you know so that was great you know i think that's why it sounds so good and i had to fight for andy wallace to mix it because he's done all my favorite albums you know like slayer and he's, <laughs> he's like me with you know listening you know slayer to you know to rap stuff, to Heather Nova, to Jeff Buckley, you know, and they were trying to tell me, I had, I had to fight for that, they were like, he's too old, I'm like, what do you mean he's too old, like, to me that means experience, but I had to fight, I had to literally fight for Andy Wallace to mix our, like, that's crazy that you would have to fight for that, but they wanted to go with someone, you know, younger or cooler, and all. I'm like, there is no one cooler than Andy Wallace, like, you hear yourself, and so I think, you know, getting to work with him in New York, uh, watching them mix it, I mean, it's just the guy's a master, you know. So, yeah. Was that something you ever had any involvement in with, like the producing side or? No, like no, the label pretty much picks that, you know, an A and R guy. Oh, he, like later on. Oh uh, well, we got to choose the second. We got to choose Tony to do our second one. Tony Battaglia, he he did a lot of our uh, demos that got us the record deal, and. Uh, we had so much fun doing it at his house and stuff, so uh, we ended up uh, getting him to do the second record. So, and after that, I think it's uh, it's pretty much whatever Brent wants now. So I wouldn't know. Well, you co-wrote the Rambler, right, with Black mm-hmm. Cherry? Yeah. And uh, was that something that they approached you, or have you guys talked about writing together for, or how that come about? Well, I don't know. We uh, I found uh, I found those guys on a golf course when they were like 15, and uh, <laughs> it was very weird on it. You know, in uh, somewhere in Kentucky, I forget exactly where. It's close to their hometown, and uh, I got them the record deal and all that stuff. And we've just stayed friends throughout everything, you know. And I was playing with this band, 
and uh, they were opening up for that's the reason they went out with the band was because I knew they were going out with Blackstone Cherry and I wanted to see the boys again so just went out there just playing songs and that's one of the ones that came up and uh, just kind of went like that yeah I, I don't I don't get how they're not bigger here I know. I know it's just insane to me they I don't know the the UK they haven't figured out on that one Oh, I know. They're huge in Europe. Like, people don't, I mean, they they sold out Wembley, you know, and over here, it's like, man, some nights there'll be not a lot of people in the crowd, and it's just, it's such a strange thing, you know? America's so finicky, you know? It's like they have the sound of the times, but they're a little more classic rock than some people want, I think. Yeah. Which is strange, yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. It's that way with a lot of stuff. It has to be a certain kind of package or something i just i don't know it's weird yeah yeah i don't i don't get it either you know but they get it overseas i mean because they are absolutely huge over there you know so i just love watching them it's it's fun to see because they're the same four boys you know i met on the golf course that day they really are you know it's it's really hard to keep the original members together in a band these days and to see them do it and they all have their fights and stuff but you know they just i don't know it, it creates a sound yeah they're family you know and it's good for them that they've stayed through all this madness, you know. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love those guys. I mean, I just John Fred's probably one of the best drummers oh, of all time. It's like you know, I'd put him in the top five five drummers of all time, like as far as rock and roll. I mean, you've never seen someone hit the drums like that. It's, it's absolutely terrifying to watch. So much fun. Like, he's like an animal. He really is, man. And he he can do so many different styles of music too. And it's uh. Every guy, in the, every guy in the band has his place, you know, and they all fit, you know, they got the puzzle, you know, it's hard to do. Well, speaking of Maylene, have you heard recently how Dallas Taylor's doing? I did. Me and Trista actually went and saw him probably two months ago now, maybe. Well, he was uh, still in the hospital. Yeah, he was still in the hospital. He had just gotten his uh, wires cut out of his mouth. He had his mouth. Gainesville. Or Gainesville, yeah. yeah. We were in Gainesville. And uh, he should be dead, but he's alive. I mean, he's... Uh, He's going to be probably blind in one eye, so he wears a patch now, so he looks even crazier than he used to. And his ear got ripped off. You know, I'm laughing because you have to know the family in Dallas. Like, he would be laughing, you know. It's, he's uh, laughing. Yeah, he's laughing about it. I mean, he's, he's, he's alive, which is, which is the best thing, you know. And the sad thing is we were right. We were just starting to write the next record, you know. And I talked him into going back to like the first three records, you know, because everyone loves the first couple albums, you know, especially the first three. And uh, so we, we've got one in the can and we're starting to get into the studio and start working it. And then that unforeseen accident happened, you know, he was just riding on a four wheeler and came over a hill and didn't see a sign and hit a sign and just ripped him off of it. And uh, man, he had internal bleeding and broken ribs. Like a, his jaw was wired shut. I mean, it was, it was horrible. Yeah, we did a benefit for him in Birmingham, and uh, everybody came out. That was that was good. Raised a bunch of money for him. Brad has a lot to do with that. Brad Lehman, the bass player, uh, set up a benefit for him and set up an online thing. And I think we raised like yeah, it was a good amount. It was of money. a good amount of money. I think we raised like over twenty thousand for him, which is great. You know, it was cool to see all the fans come out and uh, show the support for him because. I'd love Maylene forever, but I didn't know how big they were, like, as far as, like, the fans they have are, like, I mean, they're, they are just, like, through and through fans. I mean, it was, and just that sound, like, hearing kids talk about them, how they pretty much started that whole 
southern metal thing, you know? It's like, they get credit for that, and it's, you've never been in, like, played cooler songs, and just, like, it's so much fun playing those Maylene songs, I mean. And Dallas is such a great guy, you know? That's, that's what sucks about all this, you know? It's like, that guy would literally do anything for you. If he had five dollars, he's gonna give it, give you four of it, you know, <laughs> probably all of it, you know. And uh, but it's uh, it looks like he's getting better, you know. Uh, he's got a speech therapist, so you know he had a mild stroke, so it uh, yeah, it fucked him up pretty bad, you know. But he came out of it, so that's that's the thing, you know. So hopefully within the next year we'll know what's going on, you know, and hopefully get get back in the studio and keep the train rolling, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember reading that like a year ago or something that that was in progress. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was just kind of curious if that anything had happened after that. You said it was just the writing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we got one in the can, and uh, you know, we had tons of ideas. We had Jake back on board too, and uh, he was writing. That guy's just got tons of riffs, and uh, you know, of course, Dallas had all kinds of ideas. And, Bringing Jacob Bunton back in that did all the stuff on the first two records. And, uh, was trying to get back because I knew I was a fan of Maylene. I wanted to hear more of the first two records, you know, myself. So we'll just see what happens. You know, hopefully we'll know something within this year. You know, the I new just year. feel like as a listener, you know, like, I've never heard of Maylene until like you know, Jason got that big and but, like being there. I just feel like if you can be present at a Maylene show and not headbang. Have no soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It I, makes I mean, you it move. Just yeah. It out yeah. Everybody, you know. Those riffs, yeah. It's it so just uh, it does something to you. <laughs> it turns you into a madman. You, know? <laughs> you cannot just stand there and listen to that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I know you guys kind of mentioned some stuff you got, the possible stuff you guys are doing, bank, bank, no women, anything yep. else. Looking forward to later in 2017. Really, I'm uh, just trying to push this stuff you know the best part recently of 2016 I know for me personally is um, we were lucky enough to get on a few gigs with JJ Gray and Mofro and that was like the highlight of 2016 for me I was so grateful for that you know yeah so we got to play like sold out Georgia theater with what we're doing now yeah and to see if see it work you know just because it's just the two of us and uh but it's not just straight acoustic you know we play a lot of I do a lot of pedals we do a lot of wild shit the up there, you know. Stuff, yeah. you know? And uh, it was good to see it in front of you know four thousand people. You yeah, because you can do it in front of two shows. people, you can do it in front of however many thousand, and if they like it, they like it. And it, was, it went great. It went over it great. Awesome. Yeah. That's what I told her. I was like, you just gotta hang on, you know, because it's it tough out here. Like, <laughs> you know, tonight there's nobody here. You never know where you're walking into. You know, tomorrow there might be a hundred people. It's like we never know. It's it's a strange thing about being being a musician, man. Yeah. I've been doing it for so long that uh, I still get off on it, you know. And uh, so, really, what I'm looking forward to this year is, is just doing our stuff, you know. Like I love all the other stuff I get to do, but uh, really trying to focus on this stuff, you know. So it's been going good, and I'm, you know, hopefully we can uh, secure a, a proper tour. I'm, I'm thinking we got a couple friends and some other bands that I know that might take us out. So that's kind of what we're looking looking forward to do this year you know blackberry smoke i'm just saying i don't know <laughs> yeah charlie. come on charlie hey charlie <laughs> so, so uh talk a little bit more about bang bang and, and well bang bang is a super fun project um 
Vanessa Oliveira. She's um, in this project. She's doing like um, a suitcase kick drum percussion okay. sit up thing with a snare and you know percussion toys. But she's a an amazing writer, one of the most talented writers I've ever known in my entire life. Um, she's a writer for BMG in Nashville, and she's written like hits all over country radio and stuff. But um. And then Minnie, she's our keyboard player, and she's just freaking insanely talented. She she was an artist for, like, Sony for years, you know, and she's like R&B, but she can do anything. She can yodel, and, you know, she comes from a family background, but the three of us are completely different, you know? But they have great chemistry. It's kind of like the Vanilla yeah. Woman thing. It's yeah. like, because it's, it's tough, because they're a vocal band, and it's like... All three of us okay. sing, you so know, there's no lead so singer. Cool to, like, your vocals either mix together or they don't. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't fake that, you know, and their voices work so well together, and, and the songs are fun. Yeah, you know? we say fuck a lot in the songs, yeah. I don't know, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's like, it's just funny. It's almost more like a comedy show mixed with, like, good music. I don't know, yeah, But the so songs fun. are there. So. Yeah, and that's it's amazing. good songs. So we're having a lot of fun with that. We're about to go into the studio and record a full album. We're trying to work on doing that like spring. Um, but Vanessa's going to have to eventually have vocal surgery at the 1st of June. So that's probably going to put a little hold on everything. But we can still write and, you know, get the material. So she should be done by like midsummer and be able to tour and get on the road and stuff. So. Yeah, we just yeah, played in just, Nashville. We're just all trying to do as much stuff as we can because it's either that or sit on the couch. Yeah, you know. So it's like if somebody else isn't working and I have an opportunity to work, like I'd rather go work. Yeah, because I like to play music and I don't know how long I'm gonna be here. So right. you know, I just you only I, go around once. That's what I'm saying. I don't try to. You know, back in the day, it's like it's weird to be in all these different projects because like I was only in one band my entire life. And up until I got in Shinedown, you know, and then that was the only other band I'd ever been in. And now all of a sudden I've turned into a fucking merc somehow, you know. It's like <laughs> I prided myself on only being in two bands until I was in my, you know, 30s. Yeah. But now it's like I got all this other stuff on, but it, I mean, what else am I going to do, yeah. you know? And we love doing this, but we also have our other stuff, so, you know. It's fun. Yeah. You know, Definitely. we're having fun. Yeah. So we can focus on this as our main thing, but if other stuff comes up, you know, yeah. it's either that. I mean, what? Why wouldn't we do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to sit on the couch. I did that enough. <laughs> well, I got a final question for you. We had Delacoma on here. Yeah. Earlier last year, and uh, man, we had some fun with him. Yeah, I've seen him. Like, seen him you know, seen yeah, the band live great. a few times. Yeah. Sunset Riot. You know that dude's all over the place, yeah. running through the crowd and the rappers. Yeah. Like, like Del. Yeah. <laughs> When you're playing acoustic, is he the same way? Totally. Yes. Like, you know, so, you know, from the first song, he's out in the crowd Hanging on the bar. Hanging on the rafters. Yeah, yeah. 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 Upside down. Me and him will probably do something this year if he if he has the time. You know, it's like I told him I really want him to focus on his stuff because he's so good. Yeah. You know, it's so much fun. And we're we gonna would try love to... to get to Australia and do yeah. some shows with him. Yeah. I've been talking about it forever. Yeah. Australia is like my dream destination. And I'm like, please put us on some gigs. <laughs> yeah. Take us. Yeah. We've been talking about doing some writing. He's going to come, I think, to Nashville and stay with us, you know. So get him a couple, maybe try to get him to work with some people out there and They're get some so really good They're so cute songs, together, you know? too. They have like this romance, adorable <laughs> chemistry. It's so cute. Yeah. We had a lot of fun, you know. We just ran around the Southeast, uh, you know, for a couple weeks and, uh, it's just so fun to see somebody that has that much 
enthusiasm for music yeah. still, you know, and it's uh, a lot of people get jaded, and uh, he just loves it so much like I do, so, you know, it's, it's just... He's such a nice person. Too. I know, yeah. man. Like, He's, the first time I met him, he was, like, hugging us, acting yeah. like, you know, yeah. we had been friends for <laughs> Yeah, great. yeah, I mean, that's how he is. I mean, he's, he's just a beautiful soul, you know, and he's a great entertainer, you know, so... Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we can do something <laughs> if he comes back through. I'd love to do another run with him. Yeah. He, he would... Uh, he ran out the back door of the yeah. club and yeah. keep hearing him singing and then he'd come through the You're front like, door. like, where is he? <laughs> yeah. Where is he? Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Oh, there he is. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Oh, man. So much fun. So much fun. He's such a great guy. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, we appreciate your time. Yeah, oh, no worries. Thanks for having uh, us. Yeah, it was awesome to meet you guys. Yeah. yeah you too. Yeah. Hopefully you can stick around. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, I mean, it's going to be late, I think. So. There you go, Jason Todd and Tristan Mabry. Very cool. I'm very glad to have them on there. Thank you very much to both of them for taking the time out of their day. I know he mentioned before we started that, you know, like a lot of vocalists, she on vocal rest before she was going to sing. So he said she probably won't say much, but then she talked a lot. So that was yeah. kind of cool you know, to hear from her as well. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for them for taking the time out to do that. And <clears throat> like I said, if you liked what you heard from Vanilla Women, which I'm sure you did, because how could you not like that? Yeah. Get on there and check out the other three songs and download them on iTunes. Look for more from these guys this year. And Trista and the Sweats, look that up as well. Look up Bang Bang, Reverse Cowgirls, um, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. Yeah. That was kind of cool to hear that, you know, I mean, I know what Dallas Taylor went through and is going through is kind of still up in the air if he's ever going to be able to get on stage again. But, you know... Jason made it sound like it's promising that maybe in a year from now they can reevaluate that and yeah maybe we'll get lucky yeah hopefully hopefully yep um also uh let's just uh say thanks to the shrine uh Steve Liddell they got a good thing going on over there yeah it's always amazing shows and they're always cool with us going in there early and talking to people if we have to so thanks to them that's badass yeah, Steve Liddell and Donnie Rich. That's yes, a great. It's a great venue too. It's not yeah, just it is. not just saying that because we're going. You know, we hang out there a lot. It's just it sounds great compared to most venues that size, and it's just a cool setup. You know, I dig it definitely. And speaking of that, what later this week, Friday night, there's a show there. It's punk bands, and it's called Punk Wars. And I think there's some deal, like, if you show up dressed as a Star Wars character, you can get him for free. Really? Yeah. Dude, I you know I could do a good job of the hut. Oh, God. Fuck yeah, I'm doing it. I thought you were going to do a Princess Leia. Oh, I, I can do a better, even better okay. Princess Leia. Yeah. In the fucking job of the hut bikini. There you go. That's what I should do. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, uh, I think if you don't show up dressed as Star Wars, it's only like five bucks, but whatever. Hell yeah. It's Madewell, who we've played on here before. And Redneck Nosferatu, who we have the vocalist and bass player, Lola, coming next week. Yes. So you'll hear more about her later, but hey, get out there and watch her live because she's a badass. Definitely. There's also the Decomposed and Follow the Buzzards are on this bill. So yeah, that'd be a cool one to go check out at the Shrine if you're in the area. All right, well, if this is your first time listening, we appreciate it. TheThunderUnderground.com is the website. SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder-Underground is where all these previous podcasts are hosted. We've got, we've had on guys from Avatar, Soil, Sons of Texas, Megadeth, 
Corrosion and Conformity, The Obsessed, Europe, Warrant, Drowning Pool, Dead Metal Society, Caroline Spine, uh, Trickster, uh, you know, uh, we've had all kinds of, we've had, had all kinds of guys on. Battlecross, yeah, Shooter Battle Jennings, Cross. Ian Moore, um, Insight. Yeah. Definitely. Just go back and check them out. There's a hundred plus episodes, previous episodes. Yep. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, and YouTube. And get on YouTube, subscribe, follow us, because every once in a while we go live on there and have separate things from what we do here on the podcast. We had a Rocklahoma, not really a preview, just our kind of reaction to what, you know, the lineup was last week. Yeah. So go check that out. And then we've had on, you know, reviews of the new Metallica album, the new Event Sumfold album, Black Sabbath concert, all that great stuff. Yeah, go check it out. If you're bored, we got you covered. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's 100. What this is 105, and there's several of those on there. So you probably got 115 things you can listen to. That's Ex like exactly. You know, that'll keep you busy for days on end. That's right. We're here for you. Yeah. All right. Well, underground at gmail.com. Send us your music or your band, you know, info. If you want to buy a t shirt, we've got them for sale 15 bucks. Get on there and email us. All right. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.